Welcome to the Cross Screen and In Between podcast, brought to you by Evoquip. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Crush, Screen and In Between podcast, discussing the news and hot topics within the crushing and screening industry and brought to you by your favourite crushing and screening brand, Evoquip. Um, so we're looking to discuss within this podcast our industry news and hot topics such as trade shows, new product releases, new technologies, applications and general crushing and screening chit chat. First of all, Andy, I suppose maybe you could introduce Evoquip, who we are and, and what we do. Yeah, so Evoquip is a manufacturer of compact mobile crushing, screening and conveying equipment. And we've been um, going for about six years now. Um, the name Evoquip actually comes from the evolution of compact equipment. Um, interesting, which I, guess I didn't know. Yeah, until I, until, until I was brought on board too. I, I didn't know I was pretty cool play on the two words, isn't it? Oh, yeah. the, the slogan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're under the, the Terex umbrella. Um, Terex Materials Processing, to be specific. And, but we largely operate as an independent business line. Terex MP here obviously has a two uh, very well established market leading brands, Power Screen and Finlay. But I suppose Terex saw the, the growth potential in, in the compact market, so Evoquip was was born to, to capitalise in that market and specialise. Um, we're based in Dungannon here in, in Northern Ireland, and we design and manufacture the majority of our crushers and screens here in Tyrone. Um, and anyone who knows Tyrone will know what's sort of ground zero for, for mobile crushing and screening equipment. Um, I suppose we're, we're proud to be carrying on that legacy. And uh, standing on shoulders of giants, if you will, with, with great innovators like John Finley and Pat O'Neill. Um, we have our, our bison range of jaw crushers, our, our cobra range of impact crushers, coat range of screeners, um, sorry, coat range of scalping screens, and falcon range of finishing screens. Um, we focus on building and construction, recycling, quarrying, agriculture and landscaping, and plant hire. Um, and we, we export worldwide. Very good, good stuff. Cheers, thank you for that. Um, and how long have you been with Evoquip? So I've been with Evoquip for about a year now, a bit over a year. Um, I've been with Terax in general for about 10 years now. I spent nine years in engineering, uh, mostly on crushers. What, what about yourself? Um, yeah, well, I've been in Terax now about four years. Um, a previous role to this one was in the telematics department. And I was working on our T-Link system and I've been in Evoquip now about seven, eight months. So I've really enjoyed the step over so far. Um, it's nice to be um, part of such a, a young uh, team uh, and innovative, like you say, you know, trying new things uh, like this podcast. Um, but yeah, um, so I've enjoyed my time at Tarek so far. Uh, We've also got with us here today our podcast producer, Declan. Declan, would you like to introduce yourself and how long you've been with Terex? Yep, so I'm Declan McArlean, but uh, podcast podcast producer for today, yeah. So I'm actually, as I say, the marketing manager, but I'm covering Jen McKelvey, who is off having, she had a baby boy there um, on day two of Hillhead, I think it was. Congratulations <laughs> to Jen McKelvey, great news. Um, so yep, um, I've only been with Evoquip for be coming up in four months now but i've been with terex since august 2019 so um coming from previous digital roles and that so 
Um, glad what, to what be with brands you. Were you on? I, before Eve Equip, I was with Terex Watch Systems again, covered maternity. Um, so I'm the go-to man. Whenever So before that, yeah, before Eve Equip, it was Terex Watch Systems, and, and before that, I was working with near enough all of the MP brands, but in a, a, a digital role. Um, so it's really good. Got a really good uh, insight into a lot of the different brands already, um, which really helped whenever I was starting with Equip. Very good. good stuff. Um, probably just try to explain why we're doing a podcast. Um, I suppose we, we looked and we, we tried to find if there was a podcast already out there within our industry and we didn't really see anything. So we thought to ourselves, why not? Uh, we feel that podcasts are a great way to learn and to gather current info and news within certain um, industries and topics. So we decided we'd give this a go. I think it's definitely a great way to, to touch base with our dealer network and our customer network as efficiently and as regular as possible. And I suppose podcasts are growing, you know, um, everybody's on the go so much these days so you, you can listen to your podcast in the car or if you're in the gym on the treadmill you can listen to, to us uh, so I, I suppose that, that's where I think yeah. why, why we're doing it definitely since COVID I suppose in the marketing world we've seen a lot more people um, listening to podcasts you know as you say in the gym or if they are driving to work the way people have are consuming information like this has, has changed and podcasts have seemed to have exploded in the last year or two so we thought we would get in on the action really um, or try to yeah like we're, we're still finding our feet so the production value for this one might be as good as others you might hear machines being built in the background because we are here in the Dungannon yeah, factory some sirens or yeah <laughs> um, people walking past in the corridor but by after a couple of podcasts we hope to have it much improved yeah so if we don't get too much stick for doing it yeah yeah, <laughs> That's it. yeah. yeah. Um, so, so then probably on that you know we're looking to discuss the recent hot topics within our industry you mentioned the third acting uh, but Hillhead um, I suppose that that's one of the biggest hot topics most recent ones has happened I, unfortunately I wasn't able to attend Hillhead but uh, the guys you, you were there Andy you were there for the full week what do you think of this? This yeah. year's head. Yeah, Declan and I were there. Were there all week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was great. Um, great to get back to Hillhead. It's been a couple of years, maybe three years, three years. Yeah, last one was was it twenty nineteen? I'm not actually sure. It was my. It was actually my first Hillhead. This year, obviously with COVID. Yeah, I've been with Terex in twenty nineteen, but with COVID, there were no shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was brilliant for me to get there for the first time. It's obviously you know the show that I suppose everybody talks about in this industry yeah. um, but no it was brilliant to finally get there and see what all the fuss was about it lived up to the it definitely the did. yeah it <laughs> definitely did you go down Crusher Alley and all the machines are sitting sitting pretty um, the service guys obviously work really hard to have everything sitting pristine um, but no it was a brilliant show really enjoyed it it was very warm very dusty yeah, um, yeah. Can't, can't back nice and tanned yeah. <laughs> I don't tan too well but uh, yeah it was definitely um, a great experience to get to finally get to it um, and to be on the Evo Cup stand as well yeah the, the, the Evo Cup stand looked, looked mm-hmm. deadly it really did uh, um, 
yeah, it was it was, it was a good show, and I suppose the Terex in general had a really good a really good representation. Um, and Power Screen were there; they had a, they had a pretty big stand. Um, they had a couple of plants booked really well. Actually, on the Monday they had a a barbecue for Pat Mallon and Pat Mallon's memory. Yeah, Pat always, brilliant. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Pat always had a barbecue every Monday. Um, so it was nice to see Power Screen carrying on that. Um, that and uh, nice. Finley were there. They had their new branding, Finley. Yeah, so. They've been work. I know that the team have been working on that for a long time, but um, basically going back to their original Finley brand, and, um, so it's like their legacy brand really. Um, but launched at the Hillhead, and I think it looked really cool. Yeah, like the logo good. Does looks look really well, um, and obviously like they had all the, the machines rebranded and stuff for, for the new logo. So I think that had really, it was a real good success for them. Um, yeah. Washington, they also yeah, launched well, a new well, logo. I uh, Washington had so they have a new. A new logo, as you say, um, that started around the time that I was working with them, so I have a very, very small part to play in that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think it looks really well as, as well, and it's kind of helping them to, I suppose, establish themselves. Well, they're already established, but to, I suppose, just freshen their, their, their logo up a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, to make it a bit more eye-catching maybe yeah well, I think it, it look really really that. well yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. look good um, MDS were there as a Terex brand for the first time yep for the first time so they were our neighbours at the show stuck in the middle of the rest of us yep in between Power Screen and Finlay um, but I don't know yet again really great to have them at the at the show um, they had that big trommel the, the massive one yeah, the yeah. five 515, 518, I can't remember. The really oh, big one. Right. Mm. It was on this. Was it? I was working. Working, working. 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 Yeah, it was working. Made our so, teeth really looked very small. <laughs> so, uh, Evoquip were beside MDS on, on the stand? Yeah. So, I was like, okay. And I was between Finley and. Parsking. Finley and Parsking, yeah. Between a rock and a hard place. Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then here, obviously, Evoquip, we were there. The stand looked really good. Declan here put a lot of work in to get in the stand, right? Gemma as well, yep. Most of, the, most of the work, to be fair, was done before I arrived so that I just rocked up and <laughs> not good <laughs> I rocked up and yeah took all the products in some ways but um, no Gemma worked really hard um, with the stand builders to, to get everything looking really well good stuff um, yeah, good. so no that was I think that, like, that was the first time Equip had their own stand at Hillhead I think normally they would have been as part of power yeah, screens yeah, yeah. but this time yeah, on their own, so locked really, really well. Mm. For yeah. the first time, it was great. Yeah, looked really good. I suppose who else was there? I'm trying to think. McCluskey, they had a, they had a couple of plants. They had their their I4C impactor and their the new the new compact cone. Um, Robomaster were there. They had a couple impactors and a screen. Aztec were there. Uh, I suppose they're trying to we see they're trying to move out of the states and into the, the wider the wider market. Um, Herbst were there with lots of lots of plants, which is good to see. I'm another local local company there. Mm-hmm. Um, the RJS two fifty it was there at, at its UK at RJS UK dealership where we know the impact it's made of the market. Portafil were there with a new impactor. Roco were there. They had a new impactor there too. So yeah, it was really good representation from from the whole industry. Um, Molson they had two stands. They looked really good. Um, there a couple of Cabelco excavators on the big stand and one of them had the, the actually the bucket painted in the Ukrainian flag looked oh, very pretty, good. Looked pretty yeah. cool there's a lot of photos around it yeah yeah, yeah. and they had a they had a like a Finley 960 I think jaw and they had our they had a, a static tooth Cobra 230R on their stand um, we had our 230R working in the demo area worked really well mm-hmm. a lot of good compliments on that plant it was, was really good because they had the, the static one and we had the one in the demo 
it was good to be able to take customers from the yes. demo area to the static, the Molson stand. Walk around it, yeah. More detail worked worked out really well. Um, so Molson had a had a two stands. One was a large stand, and the other one was their compact. Yeah, they range. had two. Yeah, the compact okay. stand. They actually had a Harrier two twenty, I think, and the comp the compact stand. Then a couple of compact excavators. Actually, was were really nice. That's yeah. It's interesting that there's a lot of focus on some of those guys you mentioned. When you discussed it earlier on the start, just explaining Evo Equip on the. The focus on compact, you know, the likes of McCluskey with their compact, um, cone there, and um, Herps as well, and Rubbermans has a lot of, lot of focus on, on the compact stuff. You you definitely seeing a, a trend there. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. The industry has moved that way the past sort of maybe five years, but in the past sort of two or three years, it's been a real big push. Obviously, our, ourselves included. Mm. Rubbermaster were probably the trendsetters. They probably. St- we're ahead of the game in fairness to them um, in the compact the compact market and I suppose we all see the benefits now you know which tend to be I suppose size and cost compact machines largely they're designed to be smaller crushers and, and you know rather than how traditionally crushers, were, crushers and screens were designed um, and this year this is a couple of benefits suppose transport they're easier to get on the trailers mm-hmm. to get from site to site they're largely require less transport um, transport permits in, yeah. in certain regions you know and that's obviously there's big benefits in that to the rental market where mm-hmm. plants move move site regularly um and suppose in, in c and d applications um some of them tend to be in built up urban environments yeah and getting a getting a 40 ton plus crusher you know around the sort of congested areas can, yeah. can be difficult yeah. so uh, so there's Small, obvious less noise yeah exactly 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 like you said, the rental market's a big one too, yeah. you know, easier operated, easier mm-hmm. set up, less time. Yeah. Yeah. Running costs generally cheaper as well, compact, would it be? Yeah, 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 there would be, I suppose, the, the initial investment also is yeah, less than compact less, plant. Yeah, yeah. And then your running costs would be would be less, you know, your your fuel costs, we know the cost of fuel these days is through the roof, we all know that at the pump ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then here, wear costs and parts costs in general would be, would be, would be smaller and... I suppose, say if, if you need a big plant to do something to get the throughput, then that may be a better option. But say, a, a compact plant may be may do ten percent less production, mm-hmm. but if it may save you, it may have twenty five percent less cost to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you're, you know, if you're looking at tons in the ground, it may be less, but your your cost per ton. Uh, once you do the sums, you yeah. kind of see. Yeah. Big advantage too is you know reuse on site. You don't have to transport material in a recycling application. You have to transport material from site mm-hmm. to the processing plant. Process it then maybe buy um, new product uh, for the same site. You know you're yes. processing the material on site and you're reusing it on site, and that's where the compact can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and those sites tend to be small, small yeah. hard sites to get around and. And compact plant really comes into zones, you say. Yeah. But it's interesting, the market in general has moved that way. No, definitely, you can see it there. Obviously, not hell head, just when you're rhyming off the, um, what yeah. you're seeing. Um, it, you can definitely see there's a trend there, especially when people are investing and putting up two stands, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's only going to go one way, you know, with the world, you know, the whole big global sustainability push. Yeah. It, it's likely set to continue. Big time, yeah. Trying what else? And we we had the Falcon A twenty on our Yes, it looked very, very well. That was the first anybody really got to, to see it. Yeah, yeah, it was great great to see straight out of the box. Um we got a few compliments, there was a lot of guys interested mm-hmm. at that. Um the eight by four finishing screen. You were at that, Michael, maybe last week Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was up at it there about a fortnight ago now. 
Um, it's over, it was over on a test site here, very close to the factory. Yeah, um, it was. I was just up for an Ozi really. Um, it, it will be in our prototype fleet here. It's going to go through an extensive test process. But the guy on site, um, he was very impressed with it. He, he also he, he's tested a, a Colt 600 before with other screens as well. But for, for me anyway, I'm interested to see what the difference really is between this size screen box on the finishing screen on the Falcon 820 mm -hmm. compared to that of the Colt 600. And I asked him, and he was very impressed with this machine. He is in a topsoil application. Okay, okay. So he, he was very impressed with the finished product, the quality of it. And did yeah. he think it was better than this? He did, yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, I asked him that. Um, I actually wasn't expecting him to be, because he only had the machine a couple of days. I wasn't expecting him to be so impressed, uh, but I actually think he's looking to buy one. He's looking. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good start. That was a good start, yeah. We were actually getting questions from people ahead asking about, you know, why a Falcon 820 over a Colt 600, say. And I suppose, is it just that the, the Falcon is more specialised rather than. In certain applications, yeah, and that yeah. one, yeah. Um, it, it is a finishing screen that mm -hmm. will give off a, a better quality end product compared to a Colt. Now, Colt is capable of finishing uh, as well as scalping. Mm -hmm. However, the Falcon is a finishing screen and the design of the finishing screen is to, to give a better end product. Um, he was impressed too with the stockpile heights as well. Uh, He's okay. got uh, one loader guy who also uh, when customers come to site, he's loading trailers as well. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he was impressed with that and the throughput capacity as well. Right. Yeah. And I suppose and the, the angle is higher. You have, a, you have a, your variant screen angle in that 820, so you do, you largely would get better throughput than a 600. Yeah, okay. No, we could probably do a whole podcast on the, the Falcon. Yeah, it'd be good to do one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed we'll get to do that someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? I suppose Biomas coming up. In a, in a Biomas coming up. Yeah, I'm going to get to Biomas. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, yeah. I've never been to Bioma before. Actually, so no, neither have I. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I believe we're with our. Um, we're going to be on stand with our German dealer Motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which will be good. I'm like Jamie and I are going over the start of the week. You going over the end of the week? Me, yeah, me and Barry are going over the end of the week. So, yeah, so be good. I think I'm start of the week. Are you? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully the weather's going to start. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, but I, I haven't been either, so really looking forward to it again. It's another one of the big shows that everybody talks about, so yeah, be good to get over and yeah, see what it's about. Yeah, yeah. have some good news and hot topics for a podcast after <laughs> that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the what the industry in general is doing and seeing if there's anything new here from reading articles. It seems like electrification will be the big hot topic this it'll year. It'll be the buzzword, so, yeah. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, no, it is definitely uh, more prominent now, uh, even across many different industries. Yellow iron, big time electrification mm -hmm. is a big um, buzzword there, and you can see a big investment towards that. So yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to see if anybody comes out with something new. Bioma. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else happening within industry? I suppose what what other news in general is happening? I wonder. Um. Well, I suppose maybe I'd, I'd noted there some news within our own company, within Tarex. We've, we've got acquisitions recently this year, some very interesting ones. 
earlier on in the year we had Steelwell um, brought them on their company here and in, in in the north of Ireland and they are a fabrication company so it's it's going to help us definitely um, or allow us to better meet customer demands I believe so we've got Pro All as well it was a very recent one there mm-hmm. and they're a Canadian based firm and they um, manufacture mobile mixing plants and uh, 50 years experience within that so uh, it's a very good acquisition and then uh, Zen Robotics was another one uh, that's like the finish, the finish yeah, yeah yeah they have uh, they're the first company to uh, introduce AI technology to waste processing plants mm-hmm. so okay. yeah they're very they're very ahead of their time and uh, very cool uh, acquisition that so it'll be interesting to see um, their product in a bit more detail yeah, yeah, and I suppose on the steel weld one, we, we know that here fabrication is tough, get, getting the fabrication supply, I think everyone in industry wide is, is tough at the minute, so that's a, a real important one for us. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I suppose here, what, what other news are there outside of us? Um, I'm trying to think. I seen that new Aztec high frequency screen there. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Was launched? That one's really interesting. Um, we don't see many. Seen of them. that? Would that be more of a static? Or wash and yeah, what? we know. I think I think we MPS offer a static one. Um, I think I, I, I'm only aware of Aztec doing them um, mobile, which is interesting. Oh, so yeah. here, the big thing is that then that the more follow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones. Um, they're going into India, which is interesting. Um, and just just in Aztec, actually, see they're investing five million in the Oma in the Oma site there. The the factory, which is here from, from an OMA man, it's, it's interesting, it's, it's good to see, but an investment in OMA. Um, what else? Robomaster actually just noticed there this week that they're moving there in the US, their Texas dealer is moving online with machinery partner. It's uh, really interesting. All right. So, to, to, for all sales, it looks to, be, to be online, yeah, in Texas, which is really interesting. I suppose it's we, we I would have thought, or we would usually see that the states be very much a, a shaking hands and, and building relationships market. So it's interesting to see that they're going to go down the digital route, yes, yeah, yeah. So, a digital dealer, an online digital dealer, yes, yeah, that is interesting. Well, definitely, we're seeing a push again talking about electrification and, and it being a buzzword, um, digital, um, and all things digital are very important and probably why we're doing a podcast here we're talking to you over the year um, uh, we done our digital webinar earlier on in the year mm-hmm. uh, showcasing all our uh, new technologies and our uh, investment into everything digital so yeah. that is an interesting one now yeah, yeah. yeah. even Emerald from that webinar got in touch with us to work so that we could work with them to do like a, a digital marketing campaign so there's definitely the, the appetite in the states to, you know, push forward with that, you know, with with digital initiatives and that. Yeah. So things may be going that way as well. But yeah. I suppose we'll have to wait and see. And yeah, and with with suppose with our telemetry and, and everyone else moving into that sort of telemetry, yeah, link, um, monitoring machines worldwide, it seems to be a real push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. From my, my, my past life in the telematics team, we have a really good system there. Uh, we're heavily invested in continuous improvement, and you know, not just an off-the-shelf package. We really are designing our telematics system around our machines. Um, no, everything's everything's on the phone now, isn't it? Every oh, yeah. if you've got a question in your head at all, 
you're straight on to Google, you know. Yeah. It's ruined a good uh, bar debate, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> Google and, and, and everything digital, I suppose, yeah. with just the access of information. But, you know, that, that's an interesting one. Now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah, here's the thing. That's all I can think of now, news-wise. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I think that maybe should be us then for today. I think we'll wrap it up. Um Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to our first ever Crush Screen and In Between podcast. We'll keep you up to date with what we're going to do and, and how this podcast will develop and roll out um, in the next couple of weeks and months. Um, I would like to get some sort of back and forth with the people that are listening. So we do have a, a email address, a dedicated email address for anybody to reach out if there's any topics that you want us to discuss or anything you want to learn and um, please please reach out to us it's evoquip.podcast at tarex.com also subscribe to whatever you're you're listening on here um, so you'll get the most up-to-date information on when our next podcast is going to be you can get notified for it and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. So thanks, guys, for today, and thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>